it's time for the news for the week of September 19th, 2022. What's going on around Kansas City? First of all, Kitty's Cafe, your place for pork tenderloin sandwiches, is on the list in the New York Times article this week titled, Our 50 Favorite Restaurants of 2022. That's correct. The New York Times is shouting out Kitty's Cafe as being one of their uh, favorite restaurants this year. I took my father by Kitty's on Labor Day, and uh, they were closed, which is, you know, normal. Hey, it's Labor Day. Uh, Carrie's on 39th is a new uh, Turkish barbecue. They are opening in the former location of Poe's Dumpling Bar at 1715 West 39th Street. Looks like they're going to be featuring uh, shawarma, uh, shish kebab, lamb shank, lamb chops, chicken wings, falafel, and more. Sounds very interesting. Manila Bay Express is opening in October in the former Pirate's Bone location in the Crossroads. Got more Filipino food and cuisine coming to various locations around Kansas City. I just learned this week that both Pirate Bones locations are now closed. My newsletter had reported recently the closing of the new Midtown location. And elsewhere in this podcast, I talk about uh, Pirate's Bone, not knowing the uh, this current update. Baba's Pantry, uh, the Palestinian restaurant in Delhi, located in East Brookside, has been named one of the top 50 new restaurants in the United States by Bon Appetit magazine. Uh, Babu's has been on my uh, the top of my list of places to try. So I'm a big fan of Middle Eastern food, especially uh, vegan, vegetarian options. Looking forward to that. Plowboy's Barbecue has closed all of their locations, citing the desire of the owners to get out of the business. They closed on August 14th. Elsewhere, Faux Lan is closing due to family issues. Cafe Europa is reopening at 4928 Main Street in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, the owner, Ben Caschio, is planning a second location at Leewood Town Center. I dined at Cafe Europa a long time ago, back in the, the OOs. Pretty good. Finally, Danny's Burger Shack is opening a bricks and mortar location on North Oak Trafficway in Kansas City. Danny's has been a food truck, so they're opening up a bricks and mortar. And that's your roundup of news from Kansas City. Can Kansas City support vegan restaurants? Can they survive or thrive in Kansas City? That is the question I will be looking at this week in this episode of Chuck Eats KC Podcast. This topic got on my on my radar actually last night. I was reading Reddit, and there were some comments about some vegan restaurants here in Kansas City. I guess several food trucks and new restaurants and second locations closed recently. Um, I'm aware of some of them, but uh, some of the other news was news to me. Now, I was aware that uh, the second location at Pirate Bone had opened up in Midtown, uh, closed uh, this summer, a couple months after they had opened that. I've also learned that Kind Food, Lando Plenty, and Deadbeat, Deadbeat Eats closed or have temporarily closed. I'm not familiar with any of them. I haven't dined at any, any of them. I haven't been to the Pirate Bones uh, first location in the Crossroads. 
Although I did try their beet burger at VegFest uh, several years ago, it was delicious. And I was very excited that they were opening up a, a vegan restaurant. They opened up a second location in, uh, in Midtown, uh, kind of in a neighborhood I used to live in. I was kind of surprised that they were um, opening up a second location so soon. Um, after the pandemic had ended and after they'd opened up the first location. Although the first location they'd opened up for the pandemic, where does Chuck come from in terms of the vegetarian and vegan situation? I've been an ovo-lacto-vegetarian since uh, 1989. I became a vegetarian while living in Lawrence, Kansas. Been pretty much a consistent ovo-lacto-vegetarian since then. Ovo-lacto meaning that I eat a... I, We'll consume eggs and milk. I'm not a milk milk fan, but dairy products. I'm not real pick, uh, stickler for that. I have tried to eat more vegan when I can. That's kind of like the goal, but I'm not really that interested in being a a pure vegan. Let's look at the uh, situation for the stats on vegetarianism around and veganism around the world. According to Plant Protein. They say that 6% of U.S. consumers are vegan. That sounds pretty close to what I've heard in the past, although it sounds a little higher than what I've heard in the past. Uh, 9.7 million Americans are vegan. Uh, 2% of all Americans are vegetarian. Of these, 1 in 4 are vegan, making for 0.5% of the total population. According to the, a blog named Truly, a Nielsen report showed that uh, around 39% of Americans claim that their diets aren't fully plant-based. They're trying to eat as many animal-related uh, food. They're trying to eliminate as many animal-related food products as possible and are aiming for a vegan diet. It's very common that a lot of people out there are interested in changing their diets, eating healthier, eating more vegetarian, vegan food. There's a big market out there for people that are interested in vegan, vegetarian options. If you look at the success of plant-based burgers in the last three or four years, uh, you see a lot of plant-based burgers like the Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger being introduced on the menus of many fast food restaurants and other restaurants and food outlets. People are interested in plant-based burgers and alternatives to meat. They still eat meat, but they, they want to eat something different. And also, if you think about it, people are looking for more like fruits and vegetables. That's something that's totally not really available at your typical fast food restaurant or fast casual restaurant. The options out there are really slim, which is kind of perplexing, but that's the way it is. So how about the situation worldwide? Well, I'm not going to drag out the uh, facts and figures about veganism around the world. Uh, you can find that pretty easily if you do a little, uh, little some searches online, look at Wikipedia. I did do a research project earlier this year where I was looking at vegan restaurants on Google Maps and each looking around pretty much all around the world and found that there are vegan restaurants everywhere around the world. Uh, some countries, not very many, but they're very common. They're much more common than you think. There are some hot spots out there like London, Vienna, Austria, some parts of Europe. There's a worldwide demand for vegan restaurants, vegan food, vegan diets, also vegetarian, veg lots of vegetarian restaurants out there. If you just look at what's available on menus at your standard restaurants, you find a lot of vegetarian vegan options. It's uh, pretty common. They do very well. What is the situation with vegetarian vegan restaurants in Kansas City? 
Well, I do have a guide on that. If you go to the Chuck Eats Casey blog, chuckeatscasey.com, look under guides. There is my comprehensive guide to vegetarian vegan restaurants around Kansas City. There are lots of restaurants that have vegetarian vegan items on the menu. Very common. It's not a, uh, a new thing here at all. Kansas City has also seen uh, restaurants like the Mist uh, Eden Alley on the plaza, which uh, feature vegetarian food. Currently, there are some uh, specific, uh, some vegan-only restaurants that are pretty well-known around Kansas City, like Cafe Gratitude and The Crossroads, True Food Kitchen on the Plaza, Food out in Parkville, and a lot of new, new restaurants that are vegan-only or vegetarian-only. Cafe Gratitude and True Food Kitchen on the Plaza, they're both uh, national chains. Basically evidence that there is a widespread uh, interest in vegan options on menus. I've worked uh, closely for over 10 years with uh, the Blue Nile Cafe restaurant down in the city market. Uh, they're one of my clients. They feature a very large vegan menu, um, which has always done very well. Very popular part of their menu. So if you like look at just Ethiopian restaurants, pretty much all Ethiopian restaurants have a half the food or around that amount is vegan. The Blue Nile had a very popular lunch buffet for, for years that uh, featured a lot of vegan options on the buffet. They're very popular. So I know from uh, my work with them, vegan options are very popular, uh, not just among vegans and vegetarians, but among the general consumer population. Are these uh, vegan restaurants closing due to the pandemic? That's gonna, that's a common assumption about restaurants closings. I think it's uh, it's a it's a mixed bag. I don't know the exact details of why each restaurant closes. Sometimes that is announced by the restaurant owner, such as Mud Pie uh, recently scaling back their operations, closing down one of my favorite actually, but one of my favorite places to uh, get coffee and hang out over on 39th Street. They closed that uh, several months ago, that location, and they've scaled back to just uh, their vegan uh, coffee house in Overland Park. Sometimes the, the business, the restaurant owners will be upfront about why they closed. That's pretty much, that's pretty common. Sometimes there's other factors that are involved. Is the pandemic uh, a big reason? I, I, I'm skeptical. I spent some time this summer creating a directory of restaurants across Kansas City, and I was looking at the data and uh, listings from before the pandemic. While compiling the directory, I found that the number of restaurants that had closed during the, pan the first couple of years of the pandemic was a lot smaller than I would have expected. You read about uh, the restaurant churn as being uh, almost like 50%, especially among young, uh, among newer restaurants uh, in a typical year. And we're talking about pre-pandemic years. The number of restaurants that have closed over the past two or three years in Kansas City is pretty much below average, I would say, from what I've seen based on my research. So I think the pandemic has had an effect on restaurants. It's, it's hard to tell. In sp with specific restaurants, you have to talk to the owners. There are a lot of factors that affect whether or not a small, a new restaurant thrives. It's not always the cuisine. It can all, it'll usually be things like they've jumped from a food truck to a physical location, bricks and mortar, that can bring in all kinds of issues such as management, staffing, the location, uh, sourcing, logistics and that's not that may be affected by the pandemic uh maybe not it's hard to tell without looking at the financials for the specific restaurant 
Some restaurants will expand too quickly. You see that a lot with, um, before the pandemic, a small restaurant opens up, they have a lot of success. They think, oh, hey, we could probably expand locally with another restaurant or two. Let's, uh, let's try out a second location. And often what happens is that the, uh, they're kind of misjudging their metrics for their, for the opening. They haven't really given enough time to see what the average is going to be over the course of several years. Your first year of being open as a restaurant, you may get a, a lot of buzz, but it hasn't really settled down yet into what an average business flow will be like. Expanding a restaurant too soon after opening the first restaurant is a very common problem across the restaurant industry. Based on my research while compiling a directory of local Kansas City restaurants, it looks to me like a lot of the restaurants, the parts of town that saw the most restaurant closings were in areas where the rent's probably a lot higher, like the plaza, some of the very, the target destinations that already have a lot of restaurants. And it looks to me like a lot of like chain restaurants were most affected by the pandemic, more so than your small mom and pop restaurants. Can Kansas City support vegan and vegetarian restaurants? Can they thrive? I think they will. I think I think rest, vegan and vegetarian restaurant and also restaurants that have vegan and vegetarian options on the menu are going to do very well. You see a lot of Americans are trying to eat healthier. Among young people, they are more mindful of how they eat and they're looking for healthy options. And they're open to trying new tastes and new uh, dishes. So I think that's a, a good sign for, for the vegetarians and vegans in the community, plus everybody else who likes that kind of food. I love trying different types of food, excited about the stuff that's yet to open up here in town. We've seen restaurants survive with vegetarian vegan formats in, across Kansas City. There may have been like a, just a few of them, but they did well and they survived for years. Like I've mentioned earlier, Eden Alley is being a really good example. Cafe Gratitude has been in operation for years. True Food Kitchen seems to be doing pretty well. Other restaurants that are much, that are, have smaller operations seem to be thriving. So why does this matter to meat eaters? Why does this matter in Kansas City, home of barbecue? Well, hey, you know, I can go get a really great vegetarian vegan sandwich over at Q39 or the Char Bar. I've done that in the past. They've got great vegetarian options. Meat eaters or people who just are omnivores, if you want to call it that, people like a variety of food. People like to try new things. People want to eat healthy. It's important to have these options available at a variety of, in, in a variety of restaurant formats, ranging from barbecue to Asian to American to food trucks to tailgating. People want more options. And I think a lot of us would like to see something even more simple, like more fruits and veggies on the menu at a fast food restaurant. You know, not all of us. I am a lifelong vegetarian. I don't like fries that much. Give me more onion rings or give me something healthy. Give me some of those fried veggies, fried zucchini sticks. Give me some corn on the cob to go. What do you think? What do you like about vegetarian vegan cuisine in Kansas City? What are your favorite spots? I'd like to hear more. Please leave a note on my blog, chuckeatskc.com, or send me an email. I will mention you in the newsletter or in the podcast. And if anybody wants to talk to me on the podcast, I'm open for interviews. 
especially with people that are restaurateurs, food truck owners, chefs, anybody who can talk about food in Kansas City, get in touch. On this week's episode of the Chuck Eats Casey podcast, I'm going to review one of my favorite restaurants that I've talked about on my Mexican restaurant rotation article, and that is Taqueria Mexico Number no. 4. When I think about organizing dinner with friends or a special occasion like a birthday party for a friend, Taqueria Mexico Number no. 4 on Rainbow Boulevard in Kansas City, Kansas is often my preference. The restaurant has large capacity, great staff, and an expansive menu. While I haven't patronized the restaurant during the pandemic, I did dine there several times in 2019. They uh, upgraded the the outdoor patio in 2019. It's pretty big now. It complements an already uh, large dining room area. My friend, dining companion number one, is a fan of their mocajetas de marisco, which is a fish dish featuring mussels, scallops, calamari, and shrimp. My junior dining squad, uh, my younger helpers here, they love uh, Taqueri Mexico too. I don't recall what uh, entrees they had when they last were there or we had dinner together, but they do, they do love going there. I find it to be a challenge to find a good spinach enchilada at a Mexican restaurant. The Taqueria Mexico's enchiladas con espinicas platter is very excellent. It's a very go-to spinach enchilada, uh, especially for those of you who are vegetarian or people are looking for a little variety on your plate. As a vegetarian, if I'm not getting the spinchiladas that I just mentioned, I go for their chili rileno, their vegetarian fajitas, which is available at lunch, or a combination platter with their vegetarian option. As I said earlier, they have an expansive outdoor dining area. They have a full bar, a good place for small or large dining parties. I've been to birthday parties at uh, Taqueria Mexico number no. 4 in the past. And they have lots of parking. It is one of those restaurants that is a freestanding building surrounded by parking. And that is over at 3300 Rainbow Boulevard in Kansas City, Kansas. They have three, I think, three other locations. I've been to the one that's also on Southwest Boulevard, but closer to downtown. It has the same menu, a different vibe. It has plenty of seating there, too. Taqueria Mexico number four is on my Mexican restaurant rotation. Do you miss any Kansas City restaurants, Lawrence restaurants, Columbia restaurants? Are there any bygone restaurants that you uh, wish were still around? Do you have fond memories of these restaurants? Well, I have a series on my blog, ChuckEatsKC.com, where I look back at old restaurants and dig out their history, dig out photos, dig out their menus, and uh, we uh, use that to prompt uh, other people to talk about their experiences at these restaurants. So this week, I want to look at a restaurant that some of you probably remember, especially those of you who are longtime Kansas City residents, and that is Gomer's Chicken. Do you remember Gomer's? A family-style chicken joint, I guess you could call it that, developed in South Kansas City. If you wanted chicken from a non-chain and you lived in South Kansas City, Gomer's was a, a popular choice for many years. Now, I remember the opening of the restaurant since I grew up in that neighborhood, yes, I was, that's my, my neighborhood where I grew up. 
They started as a gas station and they morphed into a chicken restaurant and a liquor store. I remember being a kid like, whoa, the gas station has a chicken restaurant? That's really interesting. They're not a chain. They can do that. Gomer's is gone, uh, but they still have a Gomer's liquor store at 99th and Holmes. They had three other locations last time I checked earlier this year. I'm not sure what the status is of the, uh, the other liquor stores. I never ate there. I'm not a chicken fan. Never was. Uh, they had things uh, available on their menu such as uh, you know, wings, country fried steak, chicken strips, grilled chicken. They had uh, barbecued chicken sandwiches. They had a pork tenderloin. Uh, they had uh, chicken gizzards, hearts, plenty of sides. Uh, I remember them being very popular, even though I never went there. One of the readers of Chuck Eats KC says this about their memories of Gomer's Chicken. Really good fried chicken at a gas station at 99th and Holmes. Opened in the early 80s, I think. Completely closed now, but later moved to a freestanding location just west of the gas station and was there until... I think 2012 or so. So that's a memory from one of my readers. If you want to share a memory of a bygone Kansas City or Lawrence or Columbia restaurant, please uh, send me a note. For more reviews, articles, and news like you've heard here, please visit chuckeatskc.com. That will be listed in the notes for this podcast in case you want to click on that. The website also has a directory of local restaurants organized by city, neighborhood, and more. So please check that out. You are a local restaurant owner or are involved in the restaurant industry or in the local food scene and would like to be a guest and be interviewed here, please get in touch. This podcast also has a companion Substack newsletter. Please subscribe today. The music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Music Man 1017. You can find out more about him and his music at musicman1017.com. His new album, Mending, can be found on Spotify and YouTube. He streams Minecraft and plays live music on Twitch at twitch.tv slash musicman1017. Thank you, Music Man.